Welcome everybody. BC here, another episode of Supreme Being the Podcast. I wanted to first and foremost give a huge shout out to Team BC, my real estate team. We're still uh, doing very well, even though we're a couple weeks into the quarantine. And now that we've been classified as essential, uh, we've been doing really, really good now that we can put listings on the market and still transact. If you guys need anything real estate, you're an agent who wants to give us a referral or you're a consumer who needs help, uh, go to briancasella.com or you can go to teambcsold.com, shoot us an email, we'll take care of you. We work the greater Southern California area with my team. Uh, number two, if you're interested in working with my team, go to partnerwithteambc.com. And lastly, uh, we've been having a huge wave of people join Modern Success uh, with what's going on right now in the world and all the uncertainty more than ever. You need to be proficient at doing video, having a strong brand, having strong skills, having a strong support system, getting your, your finances right. And that's what I teach people. And uh, I definitely recommend that every single person who follows me get on Modern Success. It's just another level of information that you're not going to find on my podcast or on my YouTube or anywhere else. Okay. Uh, you can find that in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to briancasella.com and Modern Success is on the front page. Okay. So let's begin. Uh, today, I wanted to really uh, first announce that tomorrow I'm going to release the sign up for the new video marketing challenge, right? I'm going to teach people again how to get very good at video. Uh, now more than ever, it's a necessity. So if you're not willing to learn video, um, then you're saying you don't want to adapt and you're going to be left behind. Okay. I want to talk about influencing people. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that are taught in regards to influence. There's a lot of things that are understood slightly about influence. And, you know, a, a lot of people who get into sales as an example, or start learning about persuasion, they're taught very basic stuff or they're given techniques that are not really explained the meaning behind the techniques or why they're effective and the, we can say the tools that are a part of that technique. So if I give you a technique or you learn a technique from somebody and you're not really taught the ins and outs of the technique and you're just told to say something or do something, well, you can be effective with it, but until you have the understanding of it or another person who falls into this category would be somebody who's more natural at something. You may be effective at it, but the moment you have to teach somebody or dissect what you're doing, you don't, in quotes, you don't know what you're doing. You're just doing it. But when you really know what you're doing, then it becomes a tool in your tool belt and it's accessible to you at different levels. And you become much, much more effective, not only as a practitioner of it, but as a teacher. Okay. So I want to go over maybe five or six things with everybody that I think are extremely important when it comes to not only influencing others, but more importantly, influencing yourself. That's the way I teach people when it comes to influence and sales and persuasion or anything in regards to communication, language, tools of the mind is we first have to be master practitioners of ourselves. Meaning if we can't do it with ourselves, if we can't influence ourselves, if we can't raise our own uh, you know, self-esteem, raise our own confidence, raise our own uh, whatever it is that we're trying to raise, it's going to be very difficult for you then to turn around and do it to somebody else. And everybody else, I believe, learns backwards. They try to learn how to sell somebody else instead of learning to sell themselves first. I first learned how to sell myself at a very high level. That's why I was able to then turn around and sell to people at a very high level. Okay. The first thing that I want to cover that is, I believe, underappreciated that you must begin to focus on. And as I give these things, some of them are going to be easy. Some of them are going to be more difficult for you to attain. So there are things to keep in mind. Okay. And as you go along your journey and you improve, there are little things that you want to keep right there. So if you have a list, you're going to look at that list every day and you're going to be tackling these things to become a more complete package. First one is this comfort, being comfortable. A lot of people comment on my lives and on my stuff that I am very comfortable and that's true. 
I'm comfortable in my own skin. Now, a lot of that comes from you being comfortable with you. Okay. And that's, again, a very intricate and deeper subject for a lot of people. Most people, 99% of the planet is not comfortable with themselves. They put on a facade, they bullshit, they write all this shit on fucking Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, but point blank, they're insecure as fuck. I've met a lot of people over the years that are uh, big time people in quotes, you know, that have a lot of followers or they have fame and then people who don't. And it doesn't matter. Most people are insecure at some level. Okay. I'm not perfect. I have insecurities as well. However, I'm open about them. I've shared a lot of them and people have witnessed me tackle them over and over if you've been following my journey. So I'm in an active process of destroying them. And one of the things that separates me from other people and allows me to be comfortable that you can start adopting immediately is that when you try to avoid or sweep an insecurity under the rug and you're not willing to be transparent about it, what happens is you begin to avoid any conversation uh, revolving around that subject. And you start employing things in your life so that insecurity isn't brought up, whether, again, it's real life conversations or any situation, any gathering or anything, period. Anything that can even hint at that insecurity, you're going to avoid like the plague. And for a lot of people, that becomes very subconscious. So it becomes difficult to, to tackle because it's been buried for so long and you literally forget about it on a conscious level and you don't realize you're doing it until somebody like me comes along or somebody teaches you and points it out through conversation or through really analyzing what you're doing. So that's going to be one of the things that you can turn from a disease or something negative into a weapon. Okay. Here's a quick example for you. Let's say I'm going to do a video and I want to be more comfortable and I'm nervous and I'm new. I'm going to admit, Hey, I'm new at this. You know what guys? Hey, I'm doing my first video. Just want to let you know, you're probably going to see a lot of mistakes. However, I'm committed to getting better. Let's start. And I start making a video at that point. What I've done, is that insecurity that I wanted to hide, I've put out. And what I've done is I've also created a protective shield for myself. Because at that point in this example, if somebody comes in now and wants to say that I suck, they're now the asshole because I already admitted it. So if they go out of their way now to ridicule me, other people are going to jump in and say, dude, he admitted he's not good. Why are you being a dick? So that's a quick little tip I can give you guys because many people are afraid of criticism and judgment. That's a good way for you to kind of uh, take that weapon that they have and use it as your own weapon. And at the same time, it will help you begin this process of becoming more comfortable because I can tell you throughout the years, I have spoken in front of 10 people, five people. I've spoken in front of crowds of a thousand, 2000, 3000, and I'm just comfortable as hell. A lot of it, if we're going to go over a second thing is experience. So whatever that thing is, in this case, it's sales or communicating. You want to be more comfortable you have to get out there and communicate. You have to go to things like Toastmasters. You have to volunteer like I did in the beginning to do a lot of speaking gigs and get in front of people. You have to put yourself in leadership positions where you have to lead and speak. What I'm saying is you have to gather up these hours and experiences doing it. That's when you can record it, when you can analyze it, when you can improve upon it. It's a, it's a very active type of thing. And so is all the tips that I'm gonna give you. But more so than anything, this one, being comfortable. I, as a mantra in my mind said, as comfortable as I am in my house right now, I want to be that comfortable in front of the camera. I want to be that comfortable on stage in front of thousands, millions of people. I want to be that comfortable out in the public. I want to be that comfortable with my clients. Everywhere I go, I want that level of comfort, whatever it is that we feel at home. At home, you're totally comfortable, okay? At home, you walk around with a drink by your side. In the club or at networking events, everybody walks around with their drink stuck to their fucking chest like this, because they're trying to cover themselves up and they're scared. That's an unconscious response. 
So I, on purpose, as an example, when I go somewhere, I'll check myself right away and put my drink down. And I'm not going to hold it like this, covering my boobie, like a lot of people do. You don't realize it, but that signals the discomfort to people. Okay? So this whole subject of comfort, I could talk to an audience about for hours. Okay? Eye contact is huge with yourself, too. A lot of people cannot even look at themselves in the mirror. So as an exercise, I've given this before. However, I have not given it in the context of comfort. You want to get more comfortable with other people, especially making eye contact, which you're going to have to do if you speak to people. Do it with yourself in the mirror every morning for one minute. Just stare at yourself for a minute and work on relaxing and getting rid of the tension in your body. That's going to help you tremendously. More breathing, especially before you have a conversation while you're meditating. Do breathing exercises. Goddamn, Wim Hof has been out for how many years? right? Start doing some of these things. There's a lot of active things you can do with your physiology to also create that state of comfort. There's so many hacks. There's so many little tips and tricks you can do that all build on each other. But more than anything, the active process of doing that, which is communicating with people, is ultimately going to make you more comfortable communicating with people, okay? It's not going to be a fucking book. It's not going to be studying. Studying is one portion of it. This is where people get it twisted. They think they can fucking read a book and suddenly they're going to be a great communicator. No, you want to be a great communicator? You got to communicate. You want to be a great fucking basketball player? You got to play basketball. You want to be a great boxer? You got to fucking box. Okay. Study is only one portion of it. All right. Moving on. Number one is comfort. Number two is this. And, and this is something that I believe you have to develop with time. And it may not be very basic. A lot of times when I witness other people talking to somebody and communicating with them. They have an issue connecting with people's emotions. This is what I mean by that. When I'm talking to somebody, if they give me something that's exciting, they say something, or they're talking about a story involving excitement, sadness, um, or anything in between, let's use those two examples, I get in there and feel the emotion with them. If somebody tells me somebody died, I'm not just saying, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, which a lot of people do. I'm feeling that emotion in that moment through their eyes, if that makes sense to you. I get in with them. I get in their story and their narrative and their movie with them, okay? And that's a huge difference there. Somebody just saying, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that versus somebody who's feeling it. I was like, oh my God, wow. And they say it, the person who actually connects with that emotion, that's gonna have a completely different effect on the person you're talking to and interacting with than the first one. You see? So what this is going to do is it's going to force you, if you want to work on this, to get in more conversations with people and actually fucking listen. Because a lot of times you're not listening. You think you are, but you're in your fucking head daydreaming, which is what a lot of people do. They cannot, for the life of them, stop and just focus in. So one of the big glaring issues here is your lack of ability to focus. And in this case, it happens to be in a conversation. So one tip I can give you is focus on doing some more meditation and clearing your mind and working on slowing that chatter down. Number two, fixating on something, right? A lot of people have an exercise of looking at a candle and staring at the little flickering of the flame for like a minute or two minutes and increasing that up to five or 10. Little things like that to really work on your focus, to being able to shut everything else out and look. Here's another exercise that's gonna help you with that, believe it or not. Putting your fucking phone down for more than five minutes. I've looked, I sometimes I observe people, they can't, put their fucking phone down, not even for a minute. How about going to the bathroom without your phone? How about sitting there for 10 minutes, even if you're on the computer and not looking at your phone? How about having a conversation with somebody without looking at your phone? 
and putting it on fucking Instagram or taking a picture, right? How about we do that? That's gonna, in turn, even though it's not direct, it's gonna help you focus in more on conversations. Everybody wants to do 20 things at once and be a multitasker, that's bullshit. How about we get very good at doing one thing at a time? That's gonna make a huge difference. So next time you're talking to somebody and you catch yourself daydreaming, focus in, shut that up, focus in. Get really interested. That's a part of this too. Get very interested in somebody's story. So when you're asking them questions, they're like, oh my God, this person's actually into it. And it's not that difficult. If you really listen to a lot of people, they have interesting stories. And they've all been through situations that are pretty crazy or exciting or unusual. And you can find something in it if you just listen. Or understanding somebody's frustration, like many of you who follow me are in sales and real estate. Of course, if somebody's frustrated and pissed off, it makes sense. So when I'm listening to them, I'd be like, God damn, I would be even more upset than you. That's horrible. Who? Nobody deserves to go through that. And this is the stuff that I tell them. And they're like, well, fuck yeah, you're right. But no one else talks that way. But it's not a special script. All I'm doing is fucking listening to them and then adding to it because I can put myself in their shoes and say, shit, that sucks. This is a very genuine way to build rapport with people, by the way, not a bullshit way, which is what a lot of people teach and they don't understand. Okay, so we're two in, right? Being comfortable and then actually being able to feel somebody's emotions, which are huge. These are active things that you work on, by the way, that you're gonna have to maybe put on your list and start focusing on them because they're not taught in the very beginning, okay? Another one is this, is a lot of people have issues with volume, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over another one too later, but volume, okay? What I mean by volume is this, if you're talking to somebody who's loud as shit, you're going to have to be loud as shit. If you're talking to somebody who speaks really low like this, you can't come in like this because it's going to put them off and vice versa. So if somebody's talking like this, then you have to talk like this, okay? One of the biggest violations I see that people make in sales and communication in general is that people will bump into somebody in public and the person will say, oh, I'm sorry. And the other person says, oh, my bad. It's like, dude, that's too much. Chill. We have to come in and meet them where they're at. If you want to be slightly louder, it's okay. But you got to be like right there, man, not like this. And I, I see this on the phone. I see this at presentations. I see this at the door. I see this in day-to-day -day conversations where two people are talking and one of them is literally screaming and the other one is kind of talking like this. It's like, dude, and you can tell both of them are uncomfortable. Okay? But that says something. Subconsciously, when you speak somebody's volume, they're thinking, this is my people here. This is somebody from my tribe, which is what you want. It creates more comfort and more rapport. But this is a detail that people don't really pay attention to, the volume. Pay very close attention. So the thing I recommend for many of you to do is record conversations you're having via video. Record conversations you have, you're having via the phone and, and look at that detail for a second and say, okay, how's the volume? Am I too much lower than them? Am I too much higher than them? I would say most people are probably on the end of being too quiet. That's my experience. People are way too quiet. I know I'm more on the louder end, so I really have to tone it down. And one of the mistakes that I made in the beginning, and people would tell me I'd be out, um, see, but uh, this is mirroring, but this is a detail that's missed. Because when people, I'm glad you brought that up, Pete. A lot of people, when they think mirroring and matching, they just think uh, speed, 
speed of speaking and body language. Nobody really ever talks about volume or zooms in on volume, which is huge. Okay, that's why I brought it up. One mistake that I was making in the beginning, as I go back to what I was saying, I was way too fucking loud. People would be door knocking with me across the street. And when I'm having a conversation with this person, they say they could hear every word I was saying. And I didn't know at first until somebody pointed it out. Ding, ding, ding. This is why you guys need a fucking coach. Okay. Which is why I got one. Many coaches. And then a light bulb went off and I started adjusting it. In the beginning, I wasn't getting the greatest results going door to door. I was just putting up numbers because of sheer effort and talking to so many fucking people that I was making a ton of fucking mistakes. So once I made that adjustment among many others, man, it was cool. It was cool because I started seeing improvements. Whereas before I would be too loud and people would kind of be off put and I'm sitting there thinking, dude, I'm saying all the right things and doing the right things. How come these people aren't giving me the time of day? This is crazy. So the volume one is going to require recording and a third party for you to verify because sometimes you won't be able to tell. We, we, we like to... We like to not admit the truth sometimes as human beings. So we need that person to tell us, hey, no, I'm not saying tonality, Enrique. See, I don't want you guys to mix this up. This is where you have to be very careful with the word. Somebody said matching tonality. No, it's not tonality. This is volume. Tonality is different. Tonality is different. So this is, these are two different things. Okay. Volume, 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 volume. So. If you're recording your phone calls and video, this is huge. Okay. And this is going to be one of the easiest ways to spot this and start working on it. All right. Here's another one. Okay. And this is, this is more for when you're in person with people. Okay. Um, a lot of people have issues with understanding comfort zones with people. And I see this violation all the time. I'll be out and people will come up. People, people that come up and Somebody will come up to me and they'll be right in my fucking face. I'm like, dude, I need space. I need space here. I need space. But they don't realize it. Or you'll have people that talk to you that are too far. But more, more so than, than anything, they're close. Too close. Okay? People will go door to door. They'll knock on somebody's door and they'll be literally like a foot away from the door. I'm like, dude, give me a break. Right? Now... I get it. A lot of people weren't taught this stuff. And a lot of the mistakes you make, you don't realize it until you do it. Now, I never had this issue. This is something I naturally, I think, did pretty well. Maybe me being a taller person, I had to make some adjustments. You know what I mean? And it, it came a little bit more natural to me. But some people, it's just, it's ridiculous. So if you can focus on the distance in the beginning, because if you get this wrong, it's one of the biggest violations and it'll immediately turn people off. This is why if a salesman like in the mall runs up to you and gets in your space or you enter a store and somebody gets in your space, this is one of the reasons you reject them right away is they break that bubble. Now, it's okay at times to break that bubble and this is where you get technical. If you're going door to door or you have something to hand to somebody, you can break the bubble handing them something, but then you immediately have to get out. Right? So you get in, you can give your piece of information or whatever it is or show them a pamphlet but then you immediately have to get out and that's going to build more comfort. Okay. This is one of those little ones that I think a lot of people forget because when you violate body language, remember body language is the biggest percentage of communication. The, the smallest is obviously speaking words. Number two would be tone, but body language is the biggest. 
So if you make a body language violation, you're really killing your chances, man. This is why I've always told people when you speak the words, it's, you can say the wrong words and still make the sale because it's only 7% of your communication, 6 or 7%. But if you're getting body language wrong, especially something as simple as this, you're really killing your chances, man. Like telling somebody good news, but then you have an upset face. That's messing up body language, right? Or breaking their space or something like this, right? Um, or touching people when you shouldn't touch them. That's a body language mistake, which we see people do a lot, right? Or even shaking somebody's hand too hard or too soft. These are errors in body language that can cost people sales or at the very least, if you're talking to people, if you're talking to people, it causes discomfort or it does not allow you, like if you're at a networking event to connect with somebody because you're making these basic fucking mistakes. Now, again, this is simple. A lot of this stuff, some of these details people don't really talk too much about, but uh, somebody commented like Ishak right here, who's always on my lives. He said, uh, this is simple stuff, right? Yet how many people are actually fucking doing this on a high level? I'm glad he actually said that because the same people who tell me that when I see them in person, they do all this shit wrong and they think they fucking know it. That's the problem. You're never going to hear me say something like that because I can always go back to the fundamentals and say, shit, I can always brush up on this stuff, which is why I never call myself a master of anything. You know why? Because that's a finite state. And the only way to go from there is down. And I never want to do that. I want to constantly go back and I do two, three times a year in any subject, especially sales. I'll always go back and reread the fundamentals. Always, 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 always to brush up on my shit. Because sometimes even I'm making these basic fucking mistakes and I have to catch it. I have to catch it. But that keeps me sharp. That keeps me very sharp. And looking forward. And then I can spot it in other people. Then by spotting it in other people, it gives me another layer of understanding. Which is why ultimately you need to get to the level and whatever it is with this stuff that you can actually teach somebody. Maybe not on a big platform, but at least one person coming up under you. Because then it makes you better and more master in quotes at this stuff. When I started teaching people, one, two, five, 10, 100, 500, that's when I really took my game to the next level. Because now it forces you to double check and it forces you to really know your stuff. So if you've learned something and you think you're at a certain level, my test to you and my homework is, Teach somebody who might be under you, a salesman who's under you, a friend of yours, somebody who's interested in doing the same thing you're doing who may not be at your level. Even if you're only one or two notches above them, test your knowledge and understanding of these things by teaching them and then trying to spot the mistakes that they make and the things they do right. This is going to take your game to another level. Okay. I didn't know that at first. I had heard that, but I forgot until I started teaching people, right? When I brought on an assistant and I brought on my first agent selling real estate. Then I was like, oh, okay, cool. I understand this stuff a little bit better. And I even surprised myself at times. Okay. So those are some basics and some uh, fundamentals I kind of wanted to revisit with you guys again. I, um, you know, I, I, I see some people asking me for more advanced stuff at times. And when I ask them very innocent questions about this stuff and I see they don't have any understanding of it, but they think they do. Um, this is why I always do this stuff to make sure people always remember to go back to these things. Because a lot of people claim they want level 10, but the level one shit they still haven't understood and are able to demonstrate on a high level. Because if somebody tells me they know something, I'm like, okay, cool. Do it in front of a lot of people and let's see if you can do it. Because that's another level of pressure. Okay. 
I remember, and this is how I'll wrap it up. I remember when I used to let people shadow me in real estate, my first, yeah, it was like my first two years, right? It would get to the point where I would literally have three or four people with me when I went door to door while I was making calls. That's a lot of fucking pressure, man, right? Not that it matters that people are coming to learn from you, but to have three or four people with you when you're door knocking already makes the, the interaction awkward because the person at the door is like, what the fuck? Like, this, this is crazy. Why is there four people here and I'm talking to you? And I would have to tell them, yeah, these people are just kind of shadowing me. But that makes them uncomfortable because now they have five people there or four people instead of one. And then now I'm like, shit, I have to perform because I have three people here who came who think I'm the shiznit and I have to fucking make sure I do everything perfect. And it sucks sometimes. But it forces you to fucking step up, man. And that's another reason I started doing it, to give back, but to also to get me to step the fuck up and prove that what I'm telling them and teaching them I can actually fucking do on a high level. And that's exactly what you need to do. But I was willing to put myself in those uncomfortable ass positions to demonstrate that shit. And I did that for a long time. Same thing with the over 100 free fucking speaking gigs that I did for local associations of realtors, um, uh, you know, uh, sales companies, car, car companies. I mean, I did a bunch of shit online and offline for free just to get my stuff out. And just to, again, refine my skills and do all that stuff. And then I would watch and critique everything that I did and say, oh, man, I could have done that better. Shit, that was a bad gesture. Okay, my tone was off. And I'm able to really go back and dissect everything I'm doing, then give that material to my coach and my coaches at the time. Say, hey, man, when you have a second, watch this 30-minute speech because I want to make sure that I'm doing everything right. All right? Cool. All right. That's it for this one, guys. I appreciate you listening. Uh, this is Supreme being the podcast. If you are listening, you need anything real estate, you have a, a referral you want to send here to Southern California or your consumer listening to this. I appreciate your support. Number one, number two, go to teambcsold.com and shoot us a message. Uh, number two, if you want to be a part of my team, go to partnerwithteambc.com and message me and we can set up a call and chat to see if it's a good fit. And lastly, if you guys are interested in learning uh, definitely a deeper level of understanding of this concept and many other concepts that I've covered, I recommend you go to my Modern Success Program and sign up. Shout out to our three newest members who signed up in the last day. You can go to briancasella.com or go to the link in my Instagram uh, bio to sign up there. Okay, that's it for this one. Appreciate you guys listening here. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out.